Yep, that's right. D, like the thing near your balls, which are now, of course, sponsored by Manscaped. Use our code BAD20, that's B-A-D-2-0, for 20% off anything at manscaped.com to support us here at Bad Anime. Thanks for listening, guys, and hold on to your Ds. We're hunting vampires. It's Bad Anime. Hello, I'm John. I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? And today, we are diving into another d- delicious, delectable, great show, great series. <laughs> that <we> okay. are- <laughs> I, while you were doing that, I was thinking of every other thing. I'm thinking like, you know, diving, the de- diving into the depths of another delectable delight. Oh, you're much better at that than I am. Oh my god, we need to. Be, we didn't make you our alliteration correspondent instead of me. I got to take that off my LinkedIn. Uh, is that on your LinkedIn? I mean, there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird stuff on there. I, I somebody could have endorsed me for my skills. I um I haven't opened a link my LinkedIn since like December of twenty sorry since like September of twenty seventeen so I have no idea what's on there. That makes so Everyone- much sense. I've been sending you so many messages and you never respond. I th- I thought that was on TikTok, not on a. Uh- LinkedIn. No, that's on LinkedIn. I send all my nudes to you on LinkedIn. Oh, is that oh, is that why I get emails saying you have a new message on LinkedIn open now? And it actually says you have nude message on LinkedIn. They they put it a new oh. feature with yeah, it's great. Email marketing. I wasn't wearing my glasses in front of the, of the computer. Oh, that's that's damn, on me. Damn your eyes. Well, that's all right. I'll just I'll just a good thing I'm naked right now, so Well it's a good thing my eyes still kinda work because we got to watch Vampire Hunter Deep Bloodlust. And it was pretty <laughs> That's the only thing I texted you before um, we started talking about this. Uh, for context, I watched this last night. Yeah. Got home early from work. Uh, sat down. Because sometimes, you know, when I'm watching anime, I don't I don't always have the chance to, like, tune the world out and just sure. focus on it directly. But I was able to this time. And thankfully, part of that process for me is putting it on my basement TV, which is very large. So, I, and now very it's nice. so convenient with the smart TVs with the YouTube app right in there. So, I just sat down, uh, had a couple of brewskis. I took like, I took maybe four or five notes before uh-huh. I just start, before started just watching this film go. And you could draw a lot of parallels to Akira when we talked about that, about how, yes. just, how, how Akira was just a technical marvel. Yes. This one, I wouldn't say as much in terms of like actual animation, even though it was amazing the animation, mm-hmm. but just the fucking design, the aesthetic yeah. choices, the style. Just the, the the appearance and the aesthetic of everything that was going on and every like building, every terrain was just exceptional. I thought the the ideation on this was great and leaps and bounds, by the way, better than the original Vampire Hunter D, which we, we do, watched we together. About that. Yes, we yes, did we talk did, about we, it. We talked about D because um, I read that manga first, then watched the anime, and then read the first novel in the series, which mm. there are several D books out there. Um, they're not really interconnected. Like I said before, it's more of a James Bond thing where you have right. your character and you put him in random situations and events and sure. chronologically and, you know, just a coherent narrative doesn't really matter. Right. It's right. just this fun character doing fun shit. Exactly. And it makes it, it makes sense for D cause he's a damn pure, you know, half human, half mm-hmm. vampire. So he doesn't really yep. age. So these events take like place, presumably tens of years you know hundreds of years apart for example yeah. i mean like 
and they're all at least to my knowledge this franchise uh every movie or at least these two movies that we watched vampire d yes. bloodlust and then vampire hunter d the original both take place uh, in a very very distant future kind of like uh where there's like space technology available and stuff like that well here's the fucking incredible world they set up in d where it's it's so far into a future there's an apocalypse but then mm-hmm. after it they go back to a medieval society yeah which is pretty <laughs> so cool they, so instead of like instead of like the english building on the ruins of greeks for example or mm-hmm. like some more ancient civilizations the the they're building a new civilizations on like these sci-fi ruins so which is pretty nuts because then it like it also reverts to the beginning of uh human civilization where it's very yes. well not the beginning i guess the middle ages where mm. you now are redoing history basically over again yes. and that was a really cool note for me as as a big history nerd to see kind of yes like in the first movie like they all the towns looked very very european very like mm. european medieval towns and in this one that has like a similar ring to it but it's also being built upon like there's they have like space guns if that's a good word to use they have like yes. laser beams and shit and like the, beams? The, they will talk more about this specifically but the tactile mm. gear that like some of the hunters use in this film is very future ancient because it like yes. looks like it's almost like we're in legend of zelda breath of the wild where you got the sheikah slate <laughs> and you have all these <laughs> yeah. weird technological advancements but disguised as like rocks and shit it's, it just looks it just is very visually appealing and interesting um I, I I wanted I want to pause before we dive in any any further because there's a lot. Your to get hands are this. moving so much. I know I feel so Italian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> before we go any deeper sure. into this it, with our D's here, I okay. I would like to establish what we mentioned before that we did watch the original Vampire Hunter D, right. uh, and did talk about it. So if you want to hear that, go to that episode. But this is Vampire mm. Hunter D Bloodlust, which we did right. talk about in that episode as well, because I remember uh, us mm. starting that episode with this is Vampire Hunter D, and there's another one called Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust that's significantly right. cooler and better. Uh, but we're doing, but we're not doing that one. We're doing, yeah. doing Vampire <laughs> Hunter D. But now we have gotten to do Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, and I was surprised. Right. When you texted me that you were watching this last night, I was surprised that you've never watched it before. Um, it it was just one of the things that sat on the back burner for so long. Hmm. Um, I guess I just and um, I think availability was a factor for a while too. Oh yeah, because yeah, but then uh, as of right now, there's two versions on YouTube, both the Japanese and the English dub. Yeah, and. You know, just because the past the past few years for me have been very busy with all sorts of nonsense, good nonsense, per, per my, primarily. But I just never sat down to watch it, you know. And so many things came up. I was just like, it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, I gotta watch Bloodlust one day. And yeah. the show again. This is why I love doing this podcast because it also gives me a chance to watch shit I've wanted to watch for a while. It's true, true. And this is one of those evenings where I, like I said, got got home from work cracked open like two or three beers just sat down and watched this and i was so glad to finally get around to it yes and i'm happy you were too and also actually i should point this out because when i talked about the nature of vampire hunter d in terms Uh of how the novel series works yeah um the reason i guess i another reason i kind of waited on this one because i was very gripped by the first book and the first uh manga and anime like that story that was all like the same story so that story kind of ended So, because Bloodlust is just a different story. I sure. think it's adapted from the third novel, if I'm not mistaken. 
which is a it's a lot of similar notes of the first story, but it's a new story. So I'm like, okay, let me uh, take a break before I um watch a new story featuring D. And because now I'm thinking to myself, but there's no there's gonna be no Doris and no Dan. What am I gonna do? Yeah, right. Where are all the D names? Where are all the D names? All we got and... is like fucking Meyer Lemon over here. <laughs> And so now I'm trying to fucking. And I just said to myself, "Wait, what were the character names in this one? I don't even remember." Oh, I remember all I, of them. Don't worry. Okay, good. Use me as your encyclopedia. They they were all surprisingly they all stuck with me, and I I do not know why. Hey, there's a lot of things that stuck with me when, when when watching this. Just and again, all the imagery, particularly all the re- religious imagery everywhere. It, like in the opening shot where it cuts mm-hmm. through like. First, it looks like a graveyard, but then it's just you see this giant fucking castle and all these crosses kind of everywhere. And these swooping shots. It looks like there was a touch of digital animation, but not a lot. Yes. Because this was 2000, so they're really trying to keep things kind of a, still more in the hand-drawn, um, kind of that aesthetic lens, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, one of the simplest things they actually got right here, and it made me so happy, they actually made D's clothing black, when in the original it was more yeah. blue for no reason. Yeah, it was like a bluish-purple, like I would call it like a... I don't know, like a midnight color almost. It was like a purple. But there's a few different like tones. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Th- and like, there was like a the red original... sash as well, I believe. There was like some, it was a little more colorful than what we got this time. Which, but like, you know, this is more accurate to the original vision. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it's all black. And even to the point where D's sidekick, the face in his hand, is yeah. making fun of him. Because <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't make it like, just saying like, uh, D, you know, heat syndrome's the thing. You could pass out again, you bastard. I love Why how, are you wearing all black? I love it. The character name for D's hand is also D's left hand. Uh, yes, which is hand, so, yeah. so close to D's nuts that I just want to yeah. cry <laughs> every time I'm about to say it. But that... <laughs> That hand, I'm so happy that, I mean, that's part of the character, but I'm happy that continued into this movie and even got, I think it was even better in this movie than the last movie. Oh, it was, I, oh, it was a much more right? significant presence in this one, yeah. Definitely. It was. Even, they didn't really dive into, as far as I saw, they didn't really dive into that much backstory of the hand no. this time around, which I think made it even better because it, it wasn't like, you just stopped like being concerned about where this hand came from. And you just became more concerned with, oh, what funny quip am I going to get from D's literal hand now? Or when is he going to drop some lore on you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some some subtle world building and lore. What's he? Because he everything he said was either funny or informative. It was. and Or he was either like saying something funny, saying something informative, or just sucking. He, like like yeah. literally just <laughs> like vacuuming through his palm. Like he was doing yeah. one of those three things. And it, it, was, it was a really fun treat to have. And, you know, the, I guess they they kind of leaned a little harder this time around into D being a hunter because in the yes. first one he was doing he was doing more of the protection thing. Right. The gimmick for for Doris, our main our female lead last time. This time it starts off very differently. Like I said, the beautiful sweeping shots of like graveyards and shit. And there's a castle and we're like, OK, that castle can't have a good guy in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, impossible. There, when is there ever like a good guy in like a castle that looks like that? No way. Victorian never. era castles are always for bad guys. You're either a vampire or a skeletor. Like there's yeah. no in between. <laughs> there's no in between. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then we so D's riding along and he hears about this job. Um, Just this wealthy dude. It's like, um, my daughter's been kidnapped by a vampire. Um, Here's a bunch of money. Go save her, preferably bring her back alive. But if she's been turned, 
I guess do what you have to do, big boy. I'll give you half the money in that case. Yeah. So very classic bounty hunter thing. And if you wanted to, you could just stop the store, like stop your plot synopsis there. There's so much more cool details they add, so we're not going to do that. But realistically, the plot is very straightforward. It is. It is very straightforward. And I do appreciate how D from the very beginning has this goal mm. and still does not let up on that goal throughout the entirety of the movie even though like it, our hand our d's hand seems to yeah. be a little sentimental about things and seems to communicate yes. that side of d that d doesn't communicate himself about oh like yeah. well uh you know this girl was uh stolen or uh, abducted by a vampire like Right. Just like your mom and dad, they're in love, and it's a vampire and a human. And and D obviously doesn't show any emotion in that, but nope. I think the hand does a good job of giving us a sense of like, oh, you know, there might be bigger themes affecting D at this moment exactly. than just getting some cash, baby. And it's just cool, yeah, because the hand, like as we said, is giving us like D's backstory and a little yeah. insight into how he thinks because D is purposely so stoic and monotone and brooding that he's not going to give you any insight to who he is. And he really mm -hmm. only talks about the mission. But fucking Hand is like, come on, dude. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> for all intents and you... purposes, he's he's a wacky sidekick, but it's his left hand. It is. It is a, it is a very interesting kind of choice, and I, I, I appreciate it. It's very weird, but not too weird where I'm like, this is just stupid and I don't like it. It was weird well, enough well... where I was like, oh, haha. I like this well, is that's, silly. That's also a credit to the world building here because because like what we like we reiterated already, we have a sci-fi gothic post-apocalyptic medieval western with vampires. And yeah, and, yeah, with <laughs> vampires and somehow it works. Yeah, and somehow it's it's like not ridiculous. It's 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 like you exactly. you kind of it, they bring you along so that you kind of understand everything when it happens and and nothing yeah. particularly jumped out at me like that's way out of left field because they just did it such a good job with i, I feel like the world building I, the to phrase integrate you. you know there are some in a lot of in a lot of world building and anime in particular but any form of media and when you're building a world and you kind of fumble a little bit i'll often say to myself I'll, while watching i'll say the phrase this is stupid mm -hmm. i never said that during d because no. the world it just made sense this world they had and yeah like you mentioned because like with the with the military with the militaristic weapons there's actually another group of bounty hunters also chasing um this girl and funny enough i thought this direction would go that they'd be d's rivals but that's not how it goes at all which was a yeah. nice surprise and they have a weird thing going on where they're rivals but friends they're helping each other situationally they get along yeah but they kind of all meet each other at the at the desired checkpoints to get to this guy um, who kidnapped but there was, uh, Charlotte, uh, who's yes, uh, the daughter who is of the daughter of the the king or whatever no, um, nobleman, yeah, yeah. And the the guy that kidnapped her is uh, is I, I I keep saying Meyer Lemon because he <laughs> that's what I remember him as, but his name is Meyer Link. Uh, oh yeah, and that's the guy that does the kidnapping. And so uh, to to your point. Uh, this bounty hunter group, the Marcus Brothers, mm. is always kind of in tandem with D because they're chasing the same goose. They're all yep. going to these different places that the goose would have been. I don't know why yep. I compared the vampire to a goose, but you know, I, I think you just like the way I just think you like saying goose because because when <laughs> you say the word goose, notice how your lips kind of make a butthole. Yeah, they do. Goose, goose. 
But um, <laughs> now, before we go further, I have to mention one beautiful shot that got me hard. Okay. Yeah, got, uh, that was, got you um, hard. Um, I meant that in like the emotional sense where it got like where it got me, but also I did have an erection while watching it. So, you know, uh, double whammy. <laughs> so if you want to split hairs here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to split hairs down my nutsack. What do we mention? This video is brought to you by Manscaped because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will. Perfect. Anyway, thank thank you again, business daddy. I, I'm using your business beer hair daddy. Yep. My, as you can see, my face, my facial hair is kind of a wreck right now, so I'm about to bust out the uh, the beard kit again and take some Hell care yeah. of it. Hell yeah. It's been yeah. working really well. Beard has anyway. baby. No, it's been working nice. I've actually done a fade in my beard for the first time, which I've never, I can tell. never thought of doing. But thank you. It, I, I, I kind of like it. Well, honestly, you know, and another thing here, D has such long, luxurious hair in this. It's inspiring me to take care of my own facial hair a little bit more mm-hmm. because I want, I don't know, I just respect D. So what happened in this scene was um, it was... The, the brothers were riding along in their giant tank, mm-hmm. their medieval yeah. futuristic tank with a bunch of crosses Literal on it. Tank, yes. They were ki- they got caught in the middle of the road, and they just had this badass scene where they killed a bunch of zombies or ghouls, yeah. I guess, because they've been tainted by vampire blood. So they kill all of them. They hear someone riding, like someone's coming up on them. So I for- like I have the main one with a cigar and the uh, cross. Borgoth. Borgoth. Fucking name? Borgoth. Borgoth. Yeah, he was a dude. He dude, was he was a he dude. was the man. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Borgoth. I feel like for a lot of different people, you have D and Borgoth and other and other guys here where people look at them and go, "That's the pinnacle of masculinity, right there." Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so with Borgoth, what it's this really sick scene where he shoots an arrow and it curves to hit D, and as the and it's beautifully animated when the arrow is flying towards the air towards D, and I'm like, he's gonna fucking catch that arrow. And not only does he catch the arrow, he catches it in a way where, like, he turns and his cape and his hair go yeah. up in a huge gust of wind right below the moonlight. And he just looks like some sort of dark god. And everyone's sitting there going, holy shit, he's pretty. That um, shit was so cool. I mean, when he did that, just, I don't know why yeah. it, like, gave me this feeling. But it, it gave me the feeling, like, you know when you go to a national park or something? In any country, and there's always, like, a big statue in the National Park of, like, some war general on a horse in, like, a pose. Like, that's kind of what I got from him. Like, a very, like, Simon Bolivar, like, I just liberated my country kind of pose. Yes. I don't know why that struck me in that way, but then I I was like, oh, wow, he looks like... Like Simon Bolivar after, you know, uh, liberating a country. And then I was like, oh, no, he's hot. (laughs) Oh, no, he's hot. And as and as everybody else thought at that exact moment, because like they had the Marcus brothers, which are like, you know, a band of like four guys. And they also have Layla with them, who's like this yeah. blonde uh, as we are to imagine it. I, I I believe when I saw her at first, I was like, OK, so she's the romantic interest. Uh, very yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> very good. And even she's she, was like, for- she was like, she was like, I got to go after him. And they were all like, what? I mean, why? Why? And she was like, I just I just do. They were like, "That's yep. all right. You, you clearly want to want some of that, some of that D, but yeah, you want some of the D. You want some of the D, and, uh, she, wants and she, the did. D, she wants the D. She wants the D. She wants the D. She wants the I do have the pick of destiny in my possession today. Yeah, so we were using that to decide which episode to record first, and uh, I saw that, so that was immediately. Um, and it wanted it the worked. D, all right. It it wanted. I mean, it sounds about right. That's a bad rant. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that was that that scene was beautiful. It was beautifully shot, beautifully done. I like how we got an established range of 
who like what hooligans are chasing Meyer Link at the yes. same time and trying to get this guy. And it was funny because they they actively choose not to work together ever, but they are yeah. made to sometimes. And that's yeah, what made it have fun to. for me. You know, there's points where uh, D was um, like mended Layla's wounds. That sentence was very hard for me for some reason. <laughs> it's and... a very hard sentence. Mended Layla, Layla, Man Nelson Mandela, Man um, Mandolin, Mandolin. <laughs> but yes, Madeline. Oh, little winger for you out there. Ah, oh, winger. God. Again, a a pretty boy that everyone kind of hated because he was too hot. Anyway, classic. But yeah, they work together, and then there's even one point where D is fucked up royally, and Layla's like, "I got you." There a was bit. a there was a fun uh, dichotomy between that because when first of all, when Layla so D tries to get into this castle that doesn't exist. I know, yeah. weird sentence, <laughs> but he he tries to <laughs> yep. get into this like mirage of a castle. And mm. there's laser beams shooting out of it, and he wants to get oh, to Meyer that Link. Fucking, that yeah. fucking scene where, like, it was, mm -hmm. like, the horde of, like, laser traps. Yes. So D just had, like, a handful of pebbles, yep. and he would flick the pebbles in the air to, like, set off the laser traps. So basically, yep. instead of the lasers pointing at him, he was just flicking. He was casually wa walking, flip like, it almost looked like he was flipping coins in the air. Yeah, it did. But it was these but it was rocks, and it was all getting the. They were just shooting all the rocks instead of him. So he was just walking in a horde of lasers with no emotion. I'm like, can you just get any fucking cooler, please? Oh, you're so cool. And he was also like flipping coins. Like he was flipping pebbles like coins, like you said. And I was like, hey, who yeah. is this? Hana no Askagumi or whatever. Like, get, get, <laughs> off, get off your high horse, D. Have some humility. Come on now. Can't steal her shtick. Now, do we talk about the scene where D got the new horse? Because that scene was also great. <laughs> that scene was so good. But oh, wait, I want to make a point first gotcha. about this particular scene. Because he, he yes. after he, he going through those laser beams, Layla does the same because she's following him. And she right. does the same. And she goes in hot and she gets taken out by a laser. And then she's laying right. down, kind of passed out, kind of not. And of course, where did she get shot? In between her titties. So yeah. D <laughs> is like, oh. This is anime I, after all. It, it is anime. I mean, it, it, you, gotta, you need a reminder now and then. And yep. D's hand is like, well, you're going to patch her up or you're going to cop a feel. <laughs> and D's like, uh, well, I'm, I guess I'll just patch her up. So he patched her yeah. up. <laughs> and then he patches her up and he's like leaving. And she wakes up while he's leaving. And and, she, and she's like, did you mm -hmm. bandage me up? And he and he was like, you were wounded. And she was like, so you touched my titties? And, and then he said nothing and rode away. <laughs> classic d classic d classic d what a guy and then of course what you what were talking dude. about before her scene that um he got injured or not injured but was in the daylight way too long because yes. that's a problem that d has that he can't like like a vampire you can't spend too long in yeah. the daylight otherwise your skin yeah. starts to burn and you start to die yeah. uh so d at one point which i thought was like a really cool uh capital d desperation scene for d was when mm. he was in the sun for too long he just vanquished a villain and yes. he was like crawling and, and the hand the hand was like d you gotta get underground somehow you gotta bury yourself yes. because that's the only way that you're gonna live and d starts trying to bury himself but instead of like I would think I don't know why. Like I would think he would yeah. have a shovel on hand. He's literally stabbing the ground with his sword, trying to make a hole to bury himself. And it was honestly 
really fucking funny but at the same yeah. time i was like oh poor guy like oh man yeah, he's sucks. just desperate like, he really yeah. needs to get underground and then layla finds him die. passed out yeah and layla digs a hole for him but it's like a hole that you dig at the beach where like yeah. his top half of his body is just outside and his head is like above the ground and the rest of his body yeah. is underground and they yep. and he comes to at night and he's like whoa whoa <laughs> he's like whoa wait a minute you put me to bed like a baby. <laughs> That's not I us doing a lazy voice, by the way. That's kind of just how D talks. That was how he talked, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. So we got that exchange of like, I help you, you help me, but we're not really friends. We're not really friends. Yeah. Uh, and then of course says says by some says by every part like pair before they become friends exactly, or more. Exactly. It was a very um, Arnold Helga Pataki relationship for the first half of the yes. movie. Mm-hmm. And right. then the uh, anime what, relationship. Yep. The scene what I want the scene with the horse now was such a great scene, and I, I want to dive into it. that more too. Yeah. Yeah. It was he D just you know he's like I need a new horse, so he rides into town. I forget which town it was. So he it comes there. It was it, it was this this town was noticeably more western looking. It was. More there was like, yes, it was. It was a very like um like the gold rush kind of era western exactly. town, like a gold panning town. Exactly, and so uh, with sheriffs drinking in the saloon, you know, to like the very extreme. Layla's also there at one point. I think the sheriff tries to put the moves on her, and she's just like, "No, I'm too busy thinking about Dampier cock." And yeah. he's like, "Dampier, where?" And he did have like a bit of a southern drawl, which I really did, appreciated that level, which of I really enjoyed. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't need that, but it was I'm so happy to have it. So, but while, while this is going on, D goes into like this, um, I guess the stable master's, you know, mm-hmm. place. He's like, I need a horse. And the master's like, that's 300,000. If you don't like it, go somewhere else, kid. And then he just throws in the money. It's like, well, there you go. Take, you could take the horse. You're a damn peer, aren't you? I know those guys aren't too bad. And he goes on to tell this story about like 80 years ago. Um, a dampier like saved a group of children who were kidnapped mm. by a vampire, right? So the guy's like a soft spot for like dampiers, and then of course the sheriff and a bunch of other armed goons show up. It's like you can't have that horse. Yeah, get out of town. We have rules against this. And the and like the shop owner's like, I'm gonna sell my horse to whoever I want to. <laughs> I, now I that love- I have that voice. I, the shop That's owner it. literally w- was like what regaled his tale of being like, I remember in season one of Spirit Chronicles where yeah. vampires <laughs> and humans got along well in this town. <laughs> and they're all like, shut up, old man. We don't give a f- we don't care about your story. And he's like, yeah. well, when I was a child, there was a vamp. There was a dump here. Dampier in town, and he saved all the children, and I was one of them children. And of that course, was big, yeah, that, that this was big guy reveal. is the Dampier. But I loved it because I think the actual line was something to the effect of like, "You can't forget a face like yours." So, which applies eighty years ago, D saved him and some other children, and this guy has never forgotten his face. Yep. So, but he still him charged horse. him three hundred thousand dollars for the horse. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> but but yeah, but then but also he pulls up a gu- the shop owner pulls a big rifle on the rest Huge. of the gu- on the rest of like on the um the sheriff and everyone else like you're not gonna harm him you're gonna let him go he's gonna take that horse he paid for it y'all get the fuck out of my stable and I'm just like 
wow, there was a lot of world building in that scene. Yeah, there was. <laughs> there was. It was it, really, really it, cool. And it just reminds us that D is a guy who's going to do the right thing. He believes in doing the right thing, but he's just so stoic you can never tell. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he just doesn't express himself, so you have no idea whether he's a good person inherently, but this guy just basically spent the scene going, yeah, he's a good, he's always been a good dude. I'll let yeah. him go. Yeah. And, and then, then of course, like, he rides out of the barn where the horse yeah. was, and Layla's like sitting like outside the barn and like eavesdropping yeah. and listening in, and he rides right past her, and she's like, wow, he is a good guy. So And he is hot. <laughs> and he's so dreamy <laughs> and yeah uh, yeah that was a great scene it, it was, I, I really love that scene i really love that scene it just it 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 really resonated with me in a lot of ways just from an intellectual and emotional standpoint yeah it's bad listen here listeners i know y- your balls are looking nice but you know what could use a shape up your beard and breaking news Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh save, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code BAD20, that's B-A-D-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. And ain't that great. Now, Back to the anime. It's bad. That actually brings me to uh, something about this movie that I thought they didn't need. Um, I was very... The dialogue, I think, did a lot for this movie. A dialogue yeah. outside of, you know, D's dialogue, because he doesn't really have much. But, you know, scenes like no. that, where they explain things and, like, you know, build a world, but in a scene and not just giving it to yeah. you as a viewer, as, like, yes. you know, here's what this is. I, I really think they didn't have to use a lot of text in this movie. And they used a little bit uh, in the beginning that was like, in a distant future, vampire yeah. numbers are dwindling. And then I, I remember there was a scene somewhere in the movie that one of the vampires was like, our numbers are dwindling. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, you could have just we done that. And not, you were going to do it anyways. Like, why, why did you have like a text crawl at the beginning? So I think there was some... There were like that was a very very small thing that I was like you, yeah. you didn't really need it because they did re- a really good job of explaining yeah. everything outside of that. Yeah, I I I, off, I honestly wondered how much the opening text crawl was for act. I don't. I think it was weird because text crawls usually are meant to inform an audience. I think that sure. one just wanted to look cool. I think it did want it, to look cool too. I I, I did yeah. get get wind of that. It wasn't very like utilitarian. It was more no, like, it was nice very, looking. It, it felt artistic more than an like actual... Like a storybook kind of yes, thing, I guess. Yeah, it felt yeah, yeah it, felt, it felt like that more than an actual device to tell the story. But yeah, I kind of thought that too. I'm like, okay, I don't know why this is... Especially because it was a very short text crawl, but that's when it kind of hit me. I'm like, okay, maybe this is just for the aesthetics. It could be. I didn't, I didn't even think about, about that. You could the, be for strictly aesthetic the, purposes. Honestly, in the phrase, for the aesthetics, can, just, can sum up most of this film. <laughs> they can. And they it, can. And, and, yeah. and it just kind of continues on, because eventually... We meet um, the kidnapped woman and the vampire, and we say, and I'm going to put kidnapped in quotes because, yeah, the woman is just very much in love with this vampire. Yeah. And yeah, from what we believe in the beginning, the vampire is in love with her as well. Right. Things things get hazy as the movie goes on, and we're like, um, 
did he really love her things, or did he just things want do get a little weird because at first or did right he just want movie, a snack right in the movie you're thinking at first like oh this vampire meyer uh stole or kidnapped yeah. charlotte because you know he wanted somebody to feed on and like be his wife mm-hmm. and forever and whatnot uh, but you know as the movie progresses we're actually treated to a lot of scenes of meyer and charlotte interacting yeah and they just like each other and they want to be in love forever and go away and he hasn't bitten her yet or anything which is a big deal um there are scenes where he they're like hugging or something and he's like and then he just doesn't do it uh and then he he just kind of like goes away in the corner and he's like no i can't i can't i can't bite i can't bite her and yeah he never ends up biting her in the whole movie uh but their their main goal i guess is to eventually get to uh, this castle, which is uh, the castle of uh, Carmilla, which mm. it, who is Dee's mother, um, or yeah. I guess now the spirit of her because she's dead, but she still yeah. exists in the castle as like a spirit, but also can interact with people and vampires alike. It's it's very interesting. I, I, I'm not sure if Carmilla was his mother or not, but his mother's presence became known. In the um mm-hmm. in the film, there's a there was a great scene where um basically his mother's spirit was like in he was basically standing in kind of like this, this red river of blood. It yeah, kind of had a very yeah. end of Ava vibe to it, mm-hmm. and and she was going, "D, I know you hate me because I brought you into this world." And so that was a intense scene out of nowhere. D's just standing there looking at his mother, saying, "Sorry, you were born. Sorry, you're half vampire, and sorry, your life kind of sucks." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, this is heavy." And then D does what D does and stabs her. (laughs) Yeah, just stabbed her and then ran away. I'm just like, that was it. Like, oh my god, man! I'm I'm emotional when I'm confronted by the spirit. I'm gonna stab it. D, you can't solve all your problems by stabbing people, but then he does, and it's usually fine, actually. It's usually all right. I mean, it worked out, and then we have, and I feel, and then there was a. As the story goes on, we lose more and more of the Marx Brothers. They keep getting killed off. Yeah. uh Uh-huh very intense ways and i'm just and the 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 emotional response by all of them when one of them dies was um pretty gripping it was it was it was pretty you could tell like did you tell this crew really cared about each other yeah right i didn't expect to leave this movie caring about them so much but i did i'm just like because they were a colorful cast in their own right you know they were they each had their different shtick one was the fast one one was the well-rounded one one was the heavy they had Layla's brother tied to like basically set up to like life support equipment, but occasionally yeah. he would like astral project and his spirit would just like come out and wreck people. I'm like, I want to know more about this crew. I want to know about them. Yeah, I like an origin <laughs> offshoot series or movie would be cool about like them just hunting if, vampires. That would be really they cool. Did, if they did a spinoff with these guys in their own series, I would have loved it. Just show us oh, the I'd adventures of this stupid um, Christ tank. They're such good characters. Yeah, it is a Christ tank. <laughs> yep. They're just oh. such good characters. And they have they have a lot around them, given that they didn't get a lot of the, the screen time. I mean, they got they a really good amount. They really didn't get a lot of time here. Yeah, they I mean, they a got a time decent here. amount, but it wasn't like anything that i was when, like oh no like i, I don't the, think yeah i don't think when they died i was like oh no i i was more like when i saw the reactions of them to their friends dying was. i was yeah. like ooh, now that that you know shifts the tone a little bit from what we're watching when here. the when the big one died 
Yeah. And and our main dude was freaking out. That one was emotional for me. I was like, oh, yeah. damn. Like, it really felt like a brotherhood, not like people just kind of working together. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It, did, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt like they're in it forever. Like, they've been hunting vampires for like 20 years together. And this yeah. guy dies. And, it, and it, that's it, like your it, brother. It, 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 it was a great way to, guess, uh, build a more cinematic experience because mm-hmm. that was the problem with the first D movie was that it felt like two halves of a story rather than one whole story. Right. It did. But this one, this one, it knew how to bridge the gaps from scene to scene and knew how to tie together elements better where you had one continuous through line. And also they didn't focus on D the entire time because I think they knew their limitations with the character. Right. Again, this could have all just been the, the author of the novel pulling out a masterpiece i don't know i haven't read that book in question but mm-hmm. i'm inclined to believe anything and eventually we get to the end and we get a we of course we get d versus the vampire and i'm just like i wonder what's going to happen here yeah there's been a lot there was a lot of stuff going on at the end because they go they get to that castle right the big the big bad castle yes um yep and Ca- camilla is like the evil spirit and she mm. I guess it, she can create illusions when you're in the castle. And I think part of those illusions right. is what you brought up with, like, D seeing his mother when he enters the castle. Yes. But it's it's really just D And Layla, Layla. having a flashback you know, to, uh, like, her parents getting killed by vampires. Yeah, and being at their grave and stuff. And, you know, a yeah. lot of people experience a lot of these things. And a, a lot of character development, <laughs> I feel like, happens there. And yeah. it's mainly just Layla, D, and also Borgoff, who eventually just gets killed in the castle. Yeah. But it's it's them two, Meyer, Charlotte, and Camilla kind of going through it all at the same time. And Camilla right. is playing these illusions on them. But it, she fir- at first convinces Meyer that she's like, here's a big rocket ship that if you and Charlotte get in this rocket ship, you could blast off to Night City. It's a city yep. in the sky where vampires run free and can love each other no matter what race they are. And they're like, that sounds rad. Let's go. And it's just, but like, and let's, it's, let's powder up first. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's, let's, let's get ready. It's like, I'm going to use the bathroom, take a dump. Just, and then like, they could have just gone. They didn't need to like hang out, yeah. you know, but they chose to hang out. And it, it, what, what happened? They got killed. Well, um, yeah. At least Meyer gets tricked with an illusion, and Camilla yes. takes Charlotte and feeds yep. on Charlotte, which uh-huh. means that she's able to do some bullshit and resurrect herself in a physical form. Yes. Uh, right. And that's all happening. And D comes in there. He's like, the fuck is going on in here? I, I yes. leave for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> yep. And of and course, so like, then, yeah, Meyer is like, you, she, she ran, because like, you know, the image was like her going with D, so... He like Meyer's confused. D's even more confused. It's like, wait, what's happening now? Yeah, exactly. Just, he's like, just, just give me the girl, please. Right. And then D comes out and he's like, all right, let's take care of this. He basically whacks Camilla, which is a very funny term to use whack for Camilla because it's a very yeah. Staten Island name. Uh, but it's, <laughs> he, re- he really whacks Camilla, uh, the queen of Staten Island. <laughs> and <laughs> and the then princess of Staten Island. Staten just add an R, Island. Just, just add an R in there and you're good. Camilla. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. So he 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 does that relatively easily actually. He beats he beats Camilla and then and uh, after that right woman, like yeah, continue. He gets uh, he gets um the ring of the daughter at one point and he's like this is all I need to show the father to get my money. I'm I'm good. Do Pretty what you much. want with her. I'm I'm like D. Yeah. Relatively heartless in some ways. Yes. 
And also, it, I, I really like that scene because that made me think like, wow, like he really has just been dedicated to the mission this whole yes, time. He and never right, lost there, sight for a There moment. is like a glimmer of like emotional development, but most With him of the and Layla, time, especially, yeah. he's like, I got to get the job done. I came here to do I got, something. I, I need and, bread. You know, uh, well, Charlotte is dead and Meyer... Yep. And D start to fight over her body because D's like, I yeah. gotta bring something back to her family so I can get my damn yep. money. And Meyer's like, No, I want to take her dead body with me to Night City and live together forever. And yep. both weird. And then <laughs> D, you said, gets her ring and finds her ring, and he's like, Oh, actually, you have her body. I just need to. I just need to convince them that she's dead so i'll just bring this ring and meyer's like yeah okay bro that sounds good and then meyer shoots yeah. off in the rocket ship and they go and then d leaves and he's like yeah i'll take the ring to her family and i'll make 20 million dollars cool bro yeah and that's where like the main story comes to an end there's a really adorable tag at the oh, end it was so with good. um yeah with um layla's funeral several years later and we see this little girl there who looks like her, and she notices D well off in the distance on a horse, and she goes, and she goes, "Did you know my grandmother?" So we know it's her granddaughter now, and D's like, "I'm just keeping a promise to a friend," and it's like, "You're the stranger grandma I used to talk about," and you know the girl's trying to get D to come back and like talk with the family, and D's like, "He didn't say anything. He just fucking turns away on yeah, the he horse, just left. And just goes, yeah, and just leaves." And then uh, the last line of the movie comes from the hand, and it killed me when he said, oh. "You know, you're a good guy. You just dress bad." <laughs> yeah, that was. So and that's good. how the that's how the movie ends on a quip. I'm like, we're ending this oh. dramatic, gothic, you know, frankly stunning film. With a quip, and I just love that kind of smack in the face, that little laugh right as it ends, and I'm just like, I just experienced a few too many emotions in this hour and a half. That was so funny. Like, yeah, that you're, got you're me. Pre you're, you're a pretty good guy. You just dress bad. Dress bad. <laughs> it, was, it was such a good line, too. It was just perfectly delivered by whoever the hell yeah. voiced hand. It was. It, it got me laughing a lot at the end. It was great. I, I think like the, the ending was... One of my favorite scenes, and uh, it was so cool because, oh, yeah. like, you know, the the ending prior to that was the rocket shooting off, and Layla's like, "Hey, you mind if I get a ride to town?" You know, and D's like, yeah, exactly. "Yeah, hop on, whatever." And then they go, and of course, they create a friendship and stuff by the end. And yeah, uh, it's it was really cool at the end end to realize that you know that friendship was a lifelong relationship, and that yeah. and also it's a little sad because. Yeah. D throughout this has to struggle with, you know, a life of eternity. And there are times yes. where there is dialogue about, you know, I bet you wish you could just, you know, take this all away and not have to live forever. Um, yep. And just be human because humans yep. have like a, a natural life cycle. And yep. it, it was just really uh, honestly very sad, but mm -hmm. also heartwarming. Yes. Of him being like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I've i lived hundreds and hundreds of years it, and I've was, just experienced yeah. different people passing in and out of my life that whole time. It's one of those things where it's one of those beautiful, bittersweet kicks in the dick. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It is. There's such a happy there's a happy tone in there. But, you know, it's finding happiness in 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 that in that ever encroaching shadow or that everlasting drudge that is his life. He's just finding these glim these small glimmers of hope. Mm hmm. 
It's kind of remnant. It's fairly remnant of Count Lee in the original, but in a, in a way, in not a sinister context. It's just D right. finding happiness along the way. And, you know, it's just so funny now because while we're talking about this now, images are flashing in my head of the first OVA or first movie of D. And I'm like, wow, this is the same character, but just, just done exceptionally better. Yep, I agree. I agree. So now I think it is kind of comical that there's two of these movies exist where one is the original and the other is this. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not bad. I mean, obviously, from the way I've been gushing obviously about not. it. Obviously not. It's not bad. No, no. no. Um, and it, I, I think it even kind of kind of drifts off in the question of does it hold up? And I'd say, yeah, just as an ex a cinematic anime experience. And luckily, it's not super anime if that makes any sense mm. so it's it's one of the things i can even recommend to someone who doesn't watch anime just wants a good film i'm like yeah if, if you're looking for something just kind of that looks pretty and some cool action scenes and yeah. some like you know decent enough you know yep. imagery i'd recommend this movie i really would it's an hour and a half and they squeeze a lot in there it's just a well-defined st plot structure you know and i and the funny enough this actually got released in america first only by like a, a very really? short time window but yeah, it premiered in Los Angeles, I believe, originally. Wow. And there was a decent push for the Western audience, and you could totally see why. I mean, definitely this can. is, um, with addition to Akira, and definitely some other things we've covered, I just, those are two off the top of my head. These are very easy gateway show, gateway movies, and just like mm -hmm. anime sampling for the non-anime fan. Yeah, definitely. So... If you if if someone's like if it's if you're with if you're with three or four and anywhere between three and five people chilling on a couch not knowing what to watch next, pull pull up the YouTube app as long as it's still there of course, and I'd say put on this put on the English dub and just have a good time with it. Yeah, my God. Um, yeah, I I I was expecting it to be pretty. I wasn't expecting the film to be this good from a narrative standpoint. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be pretty because yes. that's whatever that's what no one shut up about, and yeah. it was prettier than I thought. And it was just a well more way more well constructed film than I thought it was going to be. I agree. I think maybe the the first film, which which I, I believe I said was also not bad, and that one was just a bit more disjointed in terms of the narrative and what they were trying to accomplish. I just felt like they just threw too many things at you at the same time, um, especially in the, the second the, half. They, they they threw in a bunch of the same things, though, which is a problem. They kept repeating yeah. the same stuff over and over again in that movie. And honestly, comparing these two isn't is isn't fair because like yeah, it's not this one it's is not fair. so much better and i'm just they, like this clearly now had so much more budget so much more yep. time and also the the plot was well much better constructed than the first one um mm -hmm. i mean it's it's obviously not bad and i i think like it, it does range from what you said right i feel like it, it can be included in like a, a in like an akira conversation of a movie that could is very very accessible to right. Western audiences. Very pretty, very well yes. done, and kind of gets in and out with the story. I, I think the story of this movie is a little easier to grasp than Akira's story, actually. But oh, totally. It just obviously, you know, nobody has the budget of Akira, right? Uh, no, I mean, 1988 even, but nobody has the budget of that. And this came out yeah. in 2000. I think they did a great job with what they had, and they made the artwork really beautiful. They made it look really nice, and it is a great animated movie i feel like it could live in a yep. similar category as like a like a studio ghibli movie or something right that's like a, oh it's like a a big deal and people know about it and it's it's a good movie mm -hmm. i feel like it should yeah. it should get a little more 
love than it does, I guess, because I I, I think it I I, I think it had its time it. time I think it's had it's had its time in the sun several years ago, but it kind of mm-hmm. got lost to time, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I don't think that's fair at all, given the quality of what we're seeing what we've yeah. seen here. High quality for so, sure. Um, I'm going to champion this one. I might get a Vampire Hunter D t-shirt and then tell people to watch it, and then we're going to sit down and watch it, and then I'm going to yell at them for watching the wrong one. And then we'll have a good time, and then we'll put on exactly. bloodlust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, so um, I guess that there's, there's my thoughts there. I'm just kind of glowing a little bit, so sweet. Watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's good. We did We did good today, I think. I think, yeah. We're, we did good at finding a good show, but we we're fucking up in terms, in terms of keep trying to find bad stuff. Anyway. We're really bad at that now for some yeah. reason. <laughs> it's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network